Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are largely in the red this morning. Tokyo down 1%, Seoul is off half a percent, and Sydney is treading water. Investors have their eyes on Chinese equities, which rallied yesterday following moves by China to boost sentiment. Plus, there's a whole bunch of corporate earnings to break down. Joining me to break down all the market action is Ryan Huang. How was leave, Ryan? Did you have a good holiday? Well, I'm glad to be back just in time for the long weekend. <laughs> well, actually, not a long weekend, but the long weekend coming <laughs> up. So I am ready for another holiday. Okay, that's good. He's, he looks refreshed, everybody, in case you're wondering. Now, we got a lot of corporate earnings to sort through this morning, both here at home and overseas. We're going to take a look at the individual companies, but also look at what they're telling us about the overall economy. Let's start here at home. Homework, Keppel is back in the black. It's posting a profit of about $300 million for the first half of the year. It's a big swing from the $500 million loss this time a year ago. So Keppel is pretty diversified in terms of being a conglomerate. It's got its hands in a number of pots, property, asset management, offshore and marine. Which areas of its business, Ryan, are behind its return to profitability? Well, generally, it was a good performance across the board and we are looking at a couple of contributors and what jumps out is, first, the numbers, net profit, $300 million million for the first six months. That is a reversal of a loss from the same period last year, $537 million. Uh, So this driven by a better showing in things like the urban development business and that saw an increase of 25% year on year to 252 million due to higher contribution contributions from China and Vietnam and also what's worth noting is the energy and environment segments that also saw a bit of a slight improvement that mm-hmm. by higher electricity sales asset management also seemed to do well and this um partly boosted by um, what we saw in terms of a bit of restructuring when it comes to Capital Infrastructure Trust and the sale of Capital DC REIT. Uh, so that is something that's um, pretty much encouraging for Capital Corp. I was looking at analyst reactions to Keppel numbers and Terence Chua over at Philip Securities says what stands out for him is that Keppel's weakest unit, the offshore marine division, has started to turn around and is profitable again. Meanwhile, Keppel officials are teasing the possibility of new M&A activity. They note Keppel has room on its balance sheet to make a purchase and that they could be looking at opportunities in the renewable energy sector. Okay, right. Next up is uh, Singapore Airlines. Like Keppel, its numbers are improving. But unfortunately, Singapore's flag carrier is still losing money. What's the latest here, Ryan? Yeah, let's talk about the numbers first. Mm -hmm. It is seeing a loss in the first quarter. That is at $409.2 million. The good news is it's narrower than the loss it saw last year, $1.1 billion. So loss per share at around 9.2 cents versus 50, 50.8 cents a year ago. So it is not as bad as the year before. Mm-hmm. If you look at revenue, also the same picture, that is rising 52.2% to $1.3 billion. So it is seeing a bit of recovery coming back and that is coming from passenger traffic, which rose around 28% or two 28% of pre-COVID levels. And we are seeing some signs at the end of the tunnel with 
the vaccination deployment and the rates going up. So borders set to reopen, promising more travel. And that's good news for SIA. Another Singapore stalwart that is still in the red is Semcorp Marine. Now, unlike Singapore Airlines, though, its losses are widening. It lost nearly $650 million in the first half of the year, up from about $200 million a year earlier. Company officials say part of the problem is that it's difficult to finish projects when they can't bring in enough foreign workers because of COVID-related restrictions. What do you make of this, Ryan? Yeah, it is something we've been watching very closely because they've been issuing profit warnings around this, that manpower constraints and a lot of um, restrictions putting pressure on operations. And that has seen it put aside provision for these um, bad times in the first half. And that was a big part of the drag on the first half numbers. So the losses in the first half, you mentioned $650 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, This was made up of $472 million worth of provisions. Um, so partly due to labour costs and projects being delayed. But the good news is the company says in the coming quarters, in the second half of the 2021 20, year, it is expecting things to see a bit of improvement. So it's not seeing a need to put aside any additional provisions for mm. existing projects. So that is at least a bit of a turning point if you want to look at the glass half full. Indeed. Now, there are a couple of other local companies to cover before we zoom out and look at the big picture. We'll do this with a quick game of up or down. Are you ready? Let's go. Sheng Xiong. Sheng Xiong. That was a market favourite for the COVID-19 pandemic period. And mm. this is saying... A bit of a fading of momentum. So one of the pandemic winners, excuse me, starting to slide with the shopping frenzy, the grocery shopping frenzy starting to ease. So that is being reflected partly with the first half profits is just reported down nearly 12% from a year ago. Net profit at $65.9 million. Revenue down nearly 9% to just over $680 million. So it is seeing some signs of the high base effects from last year playing out. And of course, people, more people at least, going out to work and in some cases, shopping less at the supermarkets. That played a part in the first half numbers. So something that we can maybe expect in terms of momentum fading. Yeah, and a sign of recovery, perhaps. So down for Sheng Xiong, the supermarket chain made more than $680 million in the first half of the year. That's about 12% lower than a year ago. Next, Jardine Matheson. All right, Jardine Matheson. A similar story to SIA. It has narrowed its losses, $117 million for its first half of um, 2021 and June. That is now uh, better than the loss of 775 million a year ago. So partly due to the semi-annual revaluation of investment properties in Hong Kong land, which uh, saw underlying net profit actually go up 65%. Mm. So some signs of improvement there as well. All right, you may be wondering why this uh, next company is in this section of the show, but there is a local angle. Here we go, Tesla. Tesla, that is popping up around the corner from us actually. Imagine. Lorong 8. So <laughs> soon, uh, you might see a showroom for Tesla's electric vehicles 
It's also going to house its Singapore corporate office. So it has just signed a lease of up to 20 years, just around the corner from us. Good news for local Tesla fans. So good for you as well. You can just pop in and get one. walk there. <laughs> Seven lorongs away. So we're seeing uh, a mixed bag of results. Keppel's doing great. Singapore Airlines is improving, but still losing money. Semcorp Marine is losing more money than ever. Tesla is showing confidence in Singapore as it takes out a 20-year lease on a property. So what do you make of this all? Yeah, it's something that is painting the picture of an uneven recovery, right? Some sectors doing better than others, some mm-hmm. doing not so well. And we've talked about Semcorp Marine. That is one sector that's under pressure. Uh, but even then, it is still seeing a bit of a turnaround when it comes to project delays or manpower crunches. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at what's happening with SIA, even though it's seeing some hard times right now, it is seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Passenger traffic could pick up because of the vaccination rates going up. And if you look at some of the larger conglomerates, it is also seeing some signs of improvement. Things like project development for property, if you look at how some of the other companies have reported earnings, most of them have beat expectations. And we've got to talk about banks. They are also looking at a promising um, next few quarters, mm. especially when you look at how they have their dividend caps raised or lifted by the MES. Indeed, we were all over that yesterday. Let's turn to the US now where the economy is now bigger than it was pre-pandemic. The US economy grew 6.5% in the second quarter of the year. That is an incredibly fast pace for an economy of its size. But it's also lower than expectation. Ryan, fill us in. Yeah, so it is something that is up by 6.5%, a huge number, um, but did not meet expectations, which was even higher, 8.4%. So this was partly due to a drop in inventory. So Mm -hmm. suppliers, vendors, not stocking up as much as what people are watching out for. But analysts are saying that is just going to be something temporary. You know, This is an effect to um, just watch out for you, might not see this last in terms of the drop in inventories. Um, you might see the economy bounce back in the coming months. So something of a speed bump mm-hmm. towards a wider recovery is not a big concern for now, but it's worth noting investors are shaking it off as well on Wall Street, mm-hmm. thinking it actually justifies what the Fed has been saying all along, that the Inflation effects are going to be transitory. 15 minutes past nine. This is Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. He's Ryan Huang. Now, for our next batch of corporate news from the US, I'm going to turn to our game of up or down round two. So here we go. Lots of earnings to get through. Amazon. Amazon. That was a disappointment. So it's down. Tough Uh, Despite doing well in its cloud business, advertising business, investors are disappointed on the outlook for e-commerce, which is expected to slow down. Very similar picture to Xing Xiong. Tough one to call, whether up or down, because Amazon grossed more than 100 billion US dollars in the third quarter. That's the third quarter in a row that it's done that. But its numbers still disappointed analysts, and its share price is down 7% in after-hours trades. I'm going to go with down. Uh, Next up, Pinterest. Pinterest, um, that would be down. And it is reporting that its number of users, Mm. monthly active users, actually dropped more than 5% to 454 million. So that is putting pressure on a stock price down more than 18% after hours. You can can really feel the recovery 
clock has started, the stopwatch has started. So down for Pinterest as well. Maybe people have less time to view those pictures, you know. Their user base shrank in the second quarter. Share price down nearly 20% in after-hours trade. Do you Pinterest, Ryan? When I was renovating my house, ah. it's, one of, it's one of those things you use when you need to collect stuff for ideas, right? Ideas. Yeah. And if you are going out to well, step out of the house and you are not spending as much time behind a computer, yeah. that's one of those things that you just spend less time on. Absolutely. It's a great visual guide, though, for those creative projects. All right, next, Robin Hood. Robin Hood, that was a flop in his Nasdaq debut. So it's a down for me. And I am looking at it trading down more than 8%. Yeah. For those who are hoping for a first day pop, what a disappointment. Robinhood share price down more than 8% on its first day of trade. The company's CEO, by the way, still has big plans. Now, he wants Robinhood to move beyond stock trading and become the go-to app for everything to do with money from, you know, how you split your bills with your friends uh, to your salary deposits. Yeah, but the big thing is the regulation risk. US SEC is still raising questions around its um, practice around order flow, how it's collecting payment from clients and... And yeah. that raises questions of conflict of interest. Absolutely. But everybody wants to be a fintech and get a chunk of your money, including your salary deposits. And Robinhood has a big user base. So let's see how that pans out. Now, before we check in on markets, one other news item caught my eye. We have to talk about it. So what's up with the Black Widow? She's suing Disney. What's going on? Uh, yeah, you might think, hey... The Black Widow works for Disney, but it can also bite you. And it has, or rather, Scarlett Johansson, the actress, has sued Disney for apparently breaching her contract. And this is all around how Disney Plus streamed Black Widow at the same time as the cinema screenings. And the problem here is apparently her contract is based on box office receipts. So if you are putting it simultaneously on streaming, it eats into the earnings at the box office. So she's not happy about it. So she is suing Disney. Black Widow's not happy. It's all about money though, huh? Let's turn to the the, uh, local trading day. We are 19 minutes into it. The Straits Times Index joined a regional rally yesterday to close up one and a quarter percent at 3180. So how's the blue chip index doing this morning? Is it adding to those gains? Well, so far, no. It's um. What happened to the Ryan Huang bounce? You well, come back maybe on we'll come back move. later. Okay. So for now, giving back those gains from yesterday, which uh, actually capped a two-day winning streak. Mm-hmm. So it's now down by 0.2%. A bit of a slow start to Friday. So you are looking at the STI mostly in the red, just seven counters in the green. Mm-hmm. Um, for banks, it's actually mixed. We've uh, seen them rally yesterday after the um, news of the MAS lifting its cap on dividends. Only DBS in the green right now, up by 0.2% at 30.57. UOB is down by 0.1%. OCBC, which was the top gainer yesterday, is so far giving back those gains slightly by 0.2%. We talk about SIA seeing um, brighter skies in the coming quarters. And that right now, not impressing investors, is now down by 1.2% at $5.12. And Capital, even though it is um, reversing or rebounding from that slump to a profit of $300 million in the latest quarter. Uh, I am looking at Capo right now. 
still well, actually enjoying a bit of a bounce right now, up 1.5% at $5.47. So those first half profits helping investors' um, mood and sentiment. Indeed. There's Ryan Huang joining me in Market View. He's getting over his little hump, getting back to it. It's a little hump, small hump, because tomorrow's the weekend. Thanks, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.